0: Hey, it's day number 12 of the Dog Days of Podcasting. Today is Saturday, August 15th, 2020. Yesterday, we talked about what was happening in 16th through the 18th centuries in the Americas and what they were going through, often focusing on what was happening to the Native Americans. Let's go through the same centuries and what was happening in Europe So we'll actually start uh, in the 15th century, at the very end, in 1485, sweating sickness hit Britain in multiple outbreaks, killing over 10,000 people. This was a mysterious and contagious disease that struck England and later continental Europe. The last outbreak occurred in 1551, so it went on for over 60 years, after which the disease apparently vanished. The onset of symptoms was sudden with death often occurring within hours. Its cause remains its cause remains unknown to this day, although it has been suggested that an unknown species of hantavirus was responsible. So I kind of looked into hantavirus and I don't know a lot about it, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense because it sounds like hantavirus was Really only discovered around 1993 and is mainly only in the Americas, kind of like the Southwest American area. So I don't know how it would have been in Europe in the 1500s, but maybe. Uh, Natural anthrax poisoning has also been suggested from anthrax spores present in raw wool. Anthrax, which I'm sure you've heard of, is a bacterial infection. So amazingly, this still seems to be a mystery, which is really fascinating. Someone should get on, uh, get some more people researching that. Sweating sickness began very suddenly with a sense sense of apprehension, followed by cold, violent shivers, giddiness, headache, and severe pains in the neck, shoulder, and limbs with great exhaustion. The cold stage might last from a half hour to three hours, after which the hot and sweating stage began. The characteristic sweat broke out suddenly without any obvious cause. A sense of heat, headache, delirium, rapid pulse, and intense thirst accompanied the sweat. Palpitation and pain in the heart were frequent symptoms as well. In the final stages, there was either general exhaustion and collapse or an irresistible urge to sleep, which I believe some people said, if you gave in to it, you're going to die. One attack did not produce immunity, and some people suffered several bouts before dying. By the way, uh, if you watch, there's a TV show, maybe it's on Netflix, called The Tudors, T-U-D-O-R-S, one of these really popular uh, uh, English shows from like the Victorian era or earlier. Uh, In the episode called Message to the Emperor from 2007, it depicts the 1528 outbreak, William Compton is killed by the disease in this episode, and both Anne Boleyn and Cardinal Wolsey are stricken. So if you watch the Tudors, you can see something about the uh, sweating sickness. Anyway, that's pretty fascinating that they don't yet know what it was. In 1489, again, the very end of the 15th century, in Spain, a typhus epidemic killed about 10,000 people. Don't know anything more about that. Okay, so before I continue, I started just looking, and I could go over a whole bunch of outbreaks and epidemics that sound a lot like what was happening in in the Americas. Smallpox, measles, yellow fever, and the flu. A lot of those things happening in in the Americas, and I could just start listing a bunch of those things. But the more I looked at it, the more amazed I became at the bubonic flu the bubonic plague so we already talked about it twice now in the plague of justinian and in the great black death right the kind of the biggie of all time the black death but this bubonic plague never 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 ends so pretty much the rest of the episode i'm gonna be talking about the bubonic plague and how it was impacting europe during this time i think you'll just be amazed uh it just will not quit. So again, the last time we talked about it was the 1300s, the great black death that killed, you know, the third or half of the population, whatever it was, you know, killed a zillion people. But it just keeps going. So in 1563, the London bubonic plague plague killed 20,000 people, and the bubonic plague would hit the European continent many more times over the decades. Start listening to this because it's amazing. Including over 600,000 in Spain in the 1590s. Another 40,000 in London again in 1603. One million in Egypt in 1609. 280,000 in Italy 1629 to 1631. Yet another half a million in Spain. 1647 to 1652 during the great plague of seville yet more the naples plague in italy in 1656 which killed over 1.2 million which uh, in my mind probably nearly wiped naples off the map Uh, these numbers are ridiculous let's say they're doubled what they really should be they're just insane numbers and we're not done Uh, The population of the world at this time was maybe 600 million, not like the 8 billion we have today. So these are significant numbers of people dying, and and some of these cities must have been almost destroyed. London, uh, you know, for whatever reason, just never seems to be able to get out of this. Uh, We have something called the Great Plague. In late 1664, a bright comet was seen to be in the sky and the people of London were fearful, wondering what evil event it portended. Yeah, something's coming. London at the time consisted of a city of about 448 acres surrounded by a city wall, which had originally been built to keep out raiding bands. So do some of you have this picture of medieval to, you know, Renaissance time... 17, 1800s London as this kind of really decrepit area with sewage and filth and you think Oliver Twist type things and all that. A lot of that stuff was pretty true, I guess. In the poorer parts of the city, hygiene was impossible to maintain in the overcrowded tenements and garrets. There was no sanitation and open drains flowed along the center of winding streets. The cobbles were slippery with animal dung, rubbish, and the slops thrown out of the houses, muddy and buzzy with muddy and buzzing with flies in summer and a wash with the sewage in winter. The city corporation employed rakers to remove the worst of the filth, and it was transported to mounds outside the walls where it accumulated and continued to decompose. The stench was overwhelming and people walked around with handkerchiefs pressed against their nostrils. You know, it must have been the only place for people to work in order to live in an environment like that. That's all i got up got to imagine. The bubonic plague hit London hard yet again in 1665 to 1666, known as the Great Plague of London. The bubonic plague's last major outbreak in Great Britain caused a mass exodus from London, led by King Charles II. The plague started in April 1665, and spread rapidly through the hot summer months. Of course, fleas from in- plague-infected rodents were one of the main causes of transmission. By the time the plague ended, around 100,000 people, including 15% of the population of London, had died. But this was not the end of that city's suffering. On September 2nd, 1666, the Great Fire of London started, lasting for four days and burning down a large portion of the city. Some think this- This fire helped to put an end to the epidemic. I'm sure many of you have heard about the Great Fire of London. So that happened to cap off the bubonic plague, killing all those people. At that time, bubonic plague was a much feared disease, with good reason, and its cause was not understood. The credulous blamed emanations from the earth, which they called pestilential effluviums, pestilential effluviums. They blamed unusual weather, sickness in livestock, abnormal behavior of animals, or an increase in the numbers of moles, frogs, mice, or flies. The Great Plague in London had long been believed to be bubonic plague caused by Yersinia pestis, that bacterium, and this was confirmed by DNA analysis in 2016. By late autumn, the death toll in London and the suburbs began to slow until in February of 1666, it was considered safe enough for the king and his entourage to come back to the city. Of course, as you can imagine, the plague hit the poor the worst, since they couldn't just wander off to their lovely little country homes and wait everything out. Although this plague killed less than the 1300s' Black Death, It's known as the Great Plague because it was the last major outbreak. Also, as one might guess, during modern-day construction, plague pits have been archaeologically excavated. For example, between 2011 and 2015, 3,500 burials were discovered during the construction of a railway at Liverpool Street. Yersinia pestis DNA was found in the teeth of individuals Found buried in pits at the site, confirming they had died of bubonic plague. It's not over. Okay, that was 1665. It just continues to ravage Europe and beyond. It hit France in 1868, Malta, 1675. Did I say 1868? 1668. Malta, 1675. Spain again, 1676. Vienna, 1679. Prague, 1681, Denmark, Sweden, and Lithuania, 1710. From 1720 to 1722 was the Great Plague of Marseille, France. Historical records say the Great Plague of Marseille started when a ship docked in Marseille, France, carrying a cargo of goods. From the eastern Mediterranean, you know where this is going, right? Although the ship was quarantined, plague still got into the city, likely through fleas on plague infected rodents. Plague spread quickly, and over the next three years, as many as 100,000 people may have died in Marseille and surrounding areas. It's estimated that up to 30% of the population of Marseille may have very, perished. There's more. The bubonic plague hit the Balkans in 1738. Sicily, 1743. What a time to be alive. In 1772, there was the Persian plague, getting a little uh, bit away from Europe, which may have killed 2 million people. The epidemic is believed to have started in Baghdad in the winter of 1772. Kind of interesting, you think about what's happening in America. We're just about to revolt and. They're uh, going to be losing 2 million people to the plague. It then spread to other parts of the Persian- controlled lands. By 1773, the epidemic reached Basra, where it continued where it proved to be especially devastating, claiming more than 250,000 lives there alone. The plague then quickly spread further southwards along the Persian Gulf, eventually reaching Bahrain. Eastwards, the epidemic extended as far as Bombay, India, which, of course, is now Mumbai. At the peak of the outbreak, a thousand deaths were recorded on a daily basis all throughout the Persian Empire. We're still not done. Uh, We're going to go beyond the 18th century because this plague just keeps on going. The third plague, Pandemic, hit in the 19th century. This was a major bubonic plague pandemic that began in Yunnan, China in 1855 during the fifth year of the Qing Dynasty, Q-I-N-G, Dynasty. This episode of bubonic plague spread to all inhabited continents and ultimately, ultimately led to more than 12 million deaths in India and China, with about 10 million killed in India alone, which of course at the time was a British colony. According to the WHO, the pandemic was considered active until 1960, when worldwide casualties dropped to 200 per year. The name refers to this pandemic being the third major bubonic plague to affect European society. The first was the Plague of Justinian, which we went over, and the second was the Black Death. Casualty patterns indicate that Waves of this third pandemic may have come from two different sources. The first was primarily bubonic and was carried around the world through ocean-going trade, through transporting infected persons, rats, and cargoes harboring fleas. The second more virulent strain was primarily pneumonic in character with a strong person-to-person contagion. This strain was largely confined to Asia, in particular Manchuria and and Mongolia. I mentioned pneumonic plague uh, once before, and I may be bringing it back up again tomorrow. In 1900, this plague even came to Australia, which we haven't mentioned yet, where the first major outbreak occurred in Sydney. It's actually never really gone away. For example, there have been outbreaks of plague in China and Tanzania in 1983, Zaire 1992, India, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe, 1994. Madagascar in the mid-1990s. In Madagascar in the mid-1990s, a multi-drug-resistant strain of bubonic plague was identified. Currently, about 2,000 cases occur annually, mostly in Africa, Asia, and South America, with a global case fatality rate of 5 to 15%. Okay, that's pretty small now, but nevertheless... This thing's just been going on forever. The last outbreak that I found uh, in my research came uh, was in Madagascar in 2014 to 2017. As a final note to this, I then kind of looked up what plague or pathogen, I should say, what pathogen, what infectious disease has killed the most people in all of history. I could not come up with an answer. What I kept finding were which... Uh, pandemics were worst. So if anyone knows uh, which actual infectious pathogen has killed the most people, I don't know because one would think bubonic plague has to be up there. Although I I do believe smallpox and malaria are also things I have heard as maybe being the most uh, deadly disease in all of history, but I couldn't find it. Anyway, that's all for today. I am so interested in the bubonic plague. We're going to talk more about it tomorrow. I've got a couple of stories and a few more tidbits about the bubonic plague. And then maybe you'll be lucky and I'll be done with the bubonic plague.